Patsy time, where we try to answer questions beyond the scope of our reality in life. Patsy, Patsonius, uh, whoever the fuck you are, we now know that your past is perhaps not all it seemed. What do you want from your future? It is something that is honestly hard to tell, because, I mean, for a short while I was served a future on a silver platter of nice little farm life, and that seemed like it'd be enough and it'd be great, but I'm very uncertain about the nature of my soul and the fact that I will cease when I die. And I haven't addressed that yet, and I don't know if I'm able to do both. Be happy and not cease existing. Like, if I live that that one life, then it'll end, and then I will cease to be. But if I pursue what I think I is pursuing, then I lose that future. And I may lose Jolene as a friend. So who the fuck knows? Last time on Queer Dungeoneers. The party appeared in Molten Gorge and were confronted by the Green Knight, who was actually two losers in a trench coat. Vern and Cassandra had developed a magical link, which our adventurers promptly broke. Vern scuttled off, while Cassandra handed command of Molten Gorge to... This bunch? We find you all in a place known only as the Hall of Judgment. It's almost like a throne room. There's this large corridor leading up to this huge wrought iron chair. Put out next to it are three smaller chairs that they've managed to scramble up from somewhere. And I've got to ask, which of you takes the throne? <laughs> I think we know there's only one answer for this, and that's Jolene. <laughs> so we come in on Jolene sitting in this throne, three times her size, while Nime and Patsy in particular uncomfortably squeeze their butts onto these little wooden chairs. No, 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 no. I do that thing where you, like, swagger into a place, like, pick up the chair and turn it backwards and then sit on it backwards and lean on the front of it because I ain't sitting on no chair properly. Fuck you. The chair creaks really uncomfortably and, like, a bit of it kind of makes a snapping noise as you do that. Cremora refuses to sit down and is just sort of hovering next to the throne like an evil vizier. <laughs> <laughs> Into the room comes some sort of general, definitely human, with scars notched on her face, showing the battles that she has been in. And she walks up and she says, My lords, what will you command we do with our people? Our decisions need to be swift and decisive. What is the strategy going forward? Hmm. Should we perhaps deliberate? vigorously about this for a period of time. There are four of us, so we should come to a unanimous decision. I mean, what else is there to do except get everyone out as fast as possible? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, evacuate them all. All of them. 
Very well. We will evacuate all of the citizens. All of them. Yes, of course. All of the citizens. <laughs> the chair creaks <laughs> as Tim leans forward. Well, uh, why don't we just clarify prisoners? I know that's what we're getting at. Yeah. What's your name? Store. General Store. We are now in charge of this situation, yes? Indeed. Evacuate everyone. You are in charge of this entire situation. But the king of Molten Gorge's last decree before he left was that the prisoners were to be left behind. <laughs> Do you think you are bigger than the king? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, physically, three of you are bigger than the king. Mm. Hey! Well, yeah, I guess. Yeah, but you have the important chair, Jolene. It's okay. You know what? If it all goes to plan, this won't matter anyway. So, can you tell us what the fastest way to get to that mountain is? And I point in the vague direction of the one with the dragon on it. That mountain, my lords. How could that factor into your military strategy? Do you question your king? Never, my lords. Then just answer the question and stop calling me that. Very well. The quickest way to that mountain? Via the air currents. We have kind of basket that can rise through the air. It uses the hot air to fill a sort of balloon. I don't know about y'all, but that sounds delightful. How, how does it compare to airships? I am afraid to say it is very basic compared to an airship, but much easier to maneuver. Would you like an air carriage produced for you? Um, yes, please. <laughs> very well, my lords. But there is one detail. We need command in Molten Gorge. You cannot all leave. Okay. Do you want me to stay? I can stay. Do you want to stay? Not really, but I will. I mean, you get to keep the fancy chair. I do get to keep the fancy chair. It is kind of uncomfortable, though. I'm sure we can rustle up some cushions or something. Yeah. And you know me. Decisive decision-making. I mean, Cremora and I kind of have to go... Only I can speak to the dragon, and Cremora's linked to the Sky Lobster. Yes, um, obviously I have to go. Jolene, as long as you promise not to embezzle too much. Too much? Jolene, embezzle it all. Jolene, definitely do not embezzle any money from Molten Gorge. She's holding her hand behind her back with her fingers crossed. I promise I won't. Now, should I stay here then to help with the non-embezzlement? Yeah, Patsy can help, you know, keep an eye on me. Mm. Yeah. You know how I am, you know? Very good. Your air carriage will be out the front in half an hour. Okay, well, I guess we're going to talk to a dragon? The air carriage arrives in short order. Inside is a scruffy little man who obviously has an eccentric backstory and a love of technology. But you forget to ask him his name <laughs> at any point. <laughs> now, present, past, or future. And he's very good at doing the thing with the tubes and making the air go in the right place. And the hot air balloon begins rising into the air and rising. And you get this wonderful view of Molten Gorge. Well, wonderful is, you know, relative. <laughs> relative. I mean, Nime, you've already seen this because you looked out above everything. But for Kimura, this is your first time in Molten Gorge, and this is your first time seeing it like this, for sure. Mm. 
it's just this stark place of industry and development and it just makes you a little bit sick to your gut, but you're also somewhat in awe of it. And as you drift lazily in this hot air balloon, uh, sorry, air carriage towards the mountain where you believe the dragon to be, can I get Nime to roll wisdom? Oh boy! Tip. The hairs on the back of your neck stand up at one point and you spin around and you can see a small black thing darting through the air. And just as one starts to get closer, you can see three. Three small things with wings. And as they get larger and closer to you, you can see that they're little dragons. And they're emerging from this mountaintop and flying towards you. Kimura, Kimura, Kimura. Over there. (gasps) They're so cute. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, I'm so happy. Do you think they're going to eat us? They do seem to be piercing through the air towards you. You know what? I don't care. They're so cute. I'm going to lean out the basket and just be like, Hello, friends! One shoots through the hot air balloons. Balloon. Okay, well, that's just rude. Ah, the balloon! It's damaged! It's integral to the function of the air carriage! You don't say! Uh, Are we going to fall? We seem to be falling, yes! Like, quickly? Uh, let me check. Shit! <laughs> okay, give me a sec. <laughs> I turn into a wind elemental. Nine. You spin out into an air elemental. And I, like, just try and provide enough updraft on the bottom of the basket so that we don't crash and die. You turn into wind and you catch the basket and slow its descent. And you're still reaching the ground, but you can see above you circling are those three dragons. They're small, they're maybe the size of a person. Um, yes, hi, hello, um, sorry to have bothered you. Um, I actually don't know if you can really understand what I'm saying right now, but you can probably sense that I've got some sort of power in me, um, and the the wind elemental holding us aloft would like to have a chat with you because she can talk to you and I can't. Well done, keep going! The three dragons spear downwards out of the air, reaching a great velocity, and the basket of this hot air balloon you're in is just obliterated around you, and luckily, you know, you're kind of caught and brought to the ground, but these three dragons take places on the ground, but with their wings out, spread threateningly, surrounding you on all sides. You are pinned in here. When we touch down, I'm gonna become a human again. Yeah, hi. Wind elemental slash person here. Go away! I mean, we can't. You're around us. I'm sorry. Why did you try to come to our mountain? Because we need to talk to you. <sighs> we're, not, we're not trying to take your territory. We just need to talk. Fine. You're talking to us now. What do you have to say? Um, well, we need your help. Help! 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 What do you need us for? Well, you probably are aware of the thing in the sky that's coming. Yes, it's going to be tasty. Yeah. I don't know how much you know about it, but, like, if it slams into this place here without anyone harnessing it, it's going to obliterate the city. Who cares? I mean, you should. You're here. 
No, it'll make us stronger. But what? No, you'll die. No, we feed off the power of the beast. Yes, but don't you feed off it, like, the residual power? Not the, like, general explosion as it hits the ground? We can literally fly. I don't think you understand how big this thing is. Hey, we're fucking dragons, and you're just some nerd. You are babies. You're very cute babies. We're not babies. We're thousands of years old. We're just small. We were born from very little of the power each. <laughs> can I roll, roll spout lore on these dragons, please? I can roll whiz instead of int when I spout lore about a monster. Uh, nine. I want to get a sense of, like, how much they actually know. Do they know more about this than us? My uh, feeling is no, <laughs> but... I would say that you do get the sense that this is their life cycle. And so they are pretty instinctually driven to live. <laughs> and so you do feel that maybe they're correct, that they would have ways of surviving the impact and benefiting from it. Like war profiteers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hmm. Different angle. You're all born from this power, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And hypothetically, I mean, when you were born... Someone used the power to do a thing, right? And there are three of you? Three of us here. Okay. So there are like a bunch of you, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that was just from the leftover power that wasn't used to do the really big thing last time. What? What I'm saying is, if the power hits the earth, lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of other little little dragons might be made. And then there might be lots of dragons in your territory. They all start growling. Are you threatening us with dragons in our territory? I'm not threatening you with dragons in your territory. I'm saying that's what will happen if you don't help us. We're trying to stop that from happening. Can you please roll? Parlay. Ten. Nice. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh. Oh, God. Oh, my God. More of us? Yeah, we don't actually really get along very well. You know, I mean, we've just all come here and we're living in the mountain for a little bit. It's kind of like no man's land a little bit. I, I understand. There are there are ample resources here so you can coexist uh, harmoniously until all the resources are gone. And then you'll fight to the death again, probably, or something. I don't know. I mean, we spend a lot of time fighting in the mountain. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that guy over there in particular. Oh, yeah. Well, fuck you even more. <laughs> ah! <laughs> they jump at each other. Kramora and Nim are like majestic dragon creatures how wonderful and they're just like we're little trash gremlins (laughs) we're just snakes with wings I don't know what you're expecting (laughs) please what is your solution okay so our solution is that we need to get up there and harness the power to do something before it hits the ground obliterates the city and creates hundreds of thousands of more little dragonlings for you to compete with I think the two that are fighting look up. Then you'll need the help of the bigger one. Yes, that's who we were trying to find. Yes. I hope you weren't thinking you could ride on us. Well, you did destroy our ride. I'm very small. (laughs) We could walk. We're on a time limit, but we do have a little bit of wiggle room. (sighs) I mean, we don't have a lot of spare time, and we do have quite a lot we need to do before... You know. The end of the world, 2.0. 3.0, technically. Yes, true. Fuck. 
I guess my concern is if we get back up in the sky again, these three have just said that they're not the only ones, and they might not like us flying around in their airspace. Okay, fine, we can walk. I turn to our cab driver. <laughs> so, thanks for your help. You might want to get out of here. Get as far away as you can, just in case. Thanks for your help. But he's already gone. Okay, bye. Well, it's this way. And the three dragons, I think for your benefit, start clambering on foot, following a trail up the mountain. Let's cut to what's happening in the judges' hall. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Patsy and Jolene, this is not working out how you wanted it to. People keep coming up to you and asking you really, really boring things like, should we send eight soldiers here and five soldiers there, or five soldiers here and eight soldiers there? Very, very minuscule decisions that you're being asked to make. And I think, yeah, another lord comes up to you. So we need to evacuate the royal cutlery. So, should we evacuate the royal cutlery before or after the royal crockery? How about you evacuate them at the same time? But how would we fit that all onto one cart? There's a lot of royal crockery and a lot of royal cutlery. Are you suggesting that maybe we load half of each as some sort of safe measure? Well, so is this crockery and cutlery going before or after uh, people's? We've decided where it ranks in the people, so it's coming after the lords and ladies, but before the chefs. Mm. Okay, how about we do all the people first before we move anything that, you know, doesn't have a mouth and can talk? I think they stutter a bit. Uh, It is as you command. (laughs) Oh, good. Because I thought I was going to have to destroy some royal crockery just to make it a (laughs) non-issue. Jolene, I think you hear a noise coming from your pack. Grimora! Grimora! Oh, jeez. Hold on one second. Yes? Don't you think this is all very boring? Well, what are you suggesting? Well, why don't you just leave me to make these decisions while you two go and have some fun stealing things? Why is is this so appealing to you, then? (laughs) (laughs) I really want to suggest that they burn down all the churches. (laughs) I was going to recommend, you know, there's that big, uh, what do they call it? Uh, The Obsidian Palace? Yeah, blow that straight up. Do they have napalm in your realm? Napalm? (laughs) Have you heard of napalm? No. I'll have to improvise. What is napalm? Boom dust. How do I make the boom dust? Ah, nice try, Cremora. Well, wait. Well, it depends. What do you want the boom dust for? What if I told you that I wanted to make the boom dust to blow up the Obsidian Palace? Mm. <laughs> do you know what is housed in the Obsidian Palace? No. Nobody knows. But I think it must be an ancient, ancient anchor. Some god too wicked to imagine. I want it destroyed so bad. (laughs) Yes. I'll give you the list of things you'll need to make napalm. Okay. Steadily steer the conversation with the people you're arranging things with so that you'll have access to the following ingredients. All right, I need you to remember these words exactly. 
Okay. Exactly, Jolene. All right. Aluminium salts. Okay. Naphthenic acid. Nephrogesic acid. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Naphthenic. Uh-huh. Palmitic acid. And most importantly, you are going to need a volatile petrochemical. <laughs> okay. All right. So I need aluminum salts. Aluminum? Who says aluminum? What is this? <laughs> Naphrogesic acid. <laughs> Palm olive acid and volatile petrol chemic. <laughs> is this Jolene a chemist? <laughs> <laughs> Not a good one. <laughs> she is. Yeah, she, she can is. make healing potions. <laughs> oh, yes. One more thing. When you ask for the aluminum salts... Fuck, I'm doing it. <laughs> when you ask for the aluminium salts, please make sure they are co-precipitated. All right. They absolutely have to be co-precipitated. I would like to apologize to every single chemist who is listening to this right now. All right, great. Baramos out. Bye. Jolly leans over to Patsy and says, Hey, 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 hey. Yep. You want to blow something up? Yes. I am down for this. Jolene points to the next person who's coming up to talk to them and it's like, You, you're in charge. You're going to be making all the decisions up here. Okay, come, come, come sit on the chair. <laughs> Delegate. <laughs> my, my lords? Sit on the chair. But I am... But a simple chocolatier. Bax Manor. Yes, we're giving power back to the people, okay? The chocolatiers? Yeah. Sit down. Uh-huh, okay. My lord, wait, am I my lord now? You are my lord now. You're one of us. Oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I just came here to ask which chocolate rendition of the scene of the evacuation of Molten Gorge you found more fetching. That doesn't matter right now. Right now, you are the last bastion of hope for the people in Molten Gorge. Bastion of hope? Yeah. I thought I was making hope with my chocolate goods. You will. After you help all these other people make their decisions. Oh, okay. All right, good on you. And I think as you're walking away, you hear, um, definitely get the cocoa powder out before the surfs. You know what? If we stop the thing falling down from the top, it doesn't matter. It's a non-issue. At least we know the royal crockery won't be going out beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. Grimora and Nim hiking up the mountain. You know, I think they'll learn a lot doing this. I think it'll be an exercise in, in responsibility. And, you know, I think Jolene is going to learn how to handle money and not just in the stolen goods way. You know, and, and I think it's going to be lovely. Yeah, and I, I mean, like, Patsy just, just learned some pretty damning stuff about, you know, his existence. I, I feel like having this thing, you know, something good and positive to focus on will be, like, really helpful, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I'm so proud of them. It's going to be wonderful. I'm sure we'll get back and everything will be lovely. Cut back. Cut back indeed. Jolene, can you please roll wisdom to find and collect the various goods that you will need? to create napalm. It's a seven! Just over the line. 
You find the volatile petrochemical. Mm-hmm. You find the naphthenic and the palmitic acid. Mm-hmm. Now, you find the aluminium salts, but the thing is you'll need to put them in the co-precipitator <laughs> to form the co-precipitated aluminium salts. And the co-precipitator, you know, you generally find a co-precipitator. It's like a common um, kitchen tool. Well, it's like a common kitchen tool in a, like a very big or fancy kitchen. Not just anyone has a co-precipitator. Okay, we just need to find a co-precipitator, which we can find in big, fancy kitchens. We should ask the chocolatier. So, after stealing all these things, you go back to the Chamber of Judgment. (laughs) There's a bit of a line to get your turn to talk to the chocolatier. And everyone coming back out is just like, what did chocolate have to do with what I was asking? I don't understand how chocolate was relevant. (laughs) And you finally get to the front, and as you step forward, the chocolatier says, Kneel! Kneel before me. Wait, what? I am Lord of Molten Gorge, and you will kneel before my power. What power? The power of judgment. And who vested in you that power of judgment? It is irrelevant now. Neil? So, Jolene. Hmm? I have a suggestion of something I want done within this realm. It involves a kneecap or two. Hmm? Where would we find said kneecaps? I don't know. There are some perfectly nice kneecaps right at eye level height for us. Right. Guards, these miscreants are threatening me. Take them to the dungeons. And four guards step forward. Oh, you might not want to do that. I'm sorry, buddies. We've got to take you to the dungeon now. The chocolatier declared it so. The chocolatier supreme. Ah, but he's just the supreme chocolatier, right? Yeah. What were we before we left the chocolatier in charge? Unfortunately, your role has been dissolved. (laughs) Dissolved? Yes, dissolved by the Chocolatier Supreme. <laughs> right. I'll tell you what we do with that role. Both our roles, we will at the same time precipitate them back in. We will co-precipitate them back in. <laughs> you you no longer hold any power in the court of Molten Gorge. Um, you gave it over to this Chocolatier. I... I... Who then took away your rights. <laughs> Okay, I understand this must be difficult for you, Mm. but imagine how we feel. Yeah. We've switched through many different leaders in the last, like, two weeks, and especially in the last, like, eight hours. So now that that is not working out for you, perhaps it's at a point where you can decide. If this chocolatier is making you look uncomfortable, perhaps you should look away for roughly 40 seconds. And I'm sure by the end of it, it'll all be solved. I think they're all sweating and scratching. I don't know. I used to believe in our lords beyond all else unconditionally, but one was a snake. (laughs) The first one was two people. The next one was four people. This one's the chocolatier. Um, can I, Patsy, get you to roll parlay? (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) So I had rolled a six, 
Minus one is a five. Okay. (laughs) One of the gods seems morally troubled by everything you're saying, and then shakes their head. I'm sorry. I must deploy the lever. Reaches behind them, pulls the lever, and you fall into the dungeons. (laughs) And now you're in the dungeons of the Chocolatier Supreme. Thanks for listening. Shout out to our newest patron, Paula, and to Emmanuel for supporting us on Kofi. You're the coolest crabs nature's ever conceived. Till next time. Bye! And now you're in the dungeons of the Chocolatier Supreme. Shit. A sentence I never could have comprehended before now. Remember the start of the session? Where this was just everything was normal and we're in power? You know, relatively normal for us. Oh my god. It would not be QD if something didn't go absolutely and completely off the fucking rails in a way we didn't anticipate. (laughs) I love this. I love every part of this. Chocolatier Supreme. (laughs) (laughs) Facts metal. Wow, this is this is such a you know indicting comment on on the nature of power and stuff. Oh, they're in the dungeons. There's the Chocolatier Supreme. <laughs> Can you imagine trying to show this podcast to your friends? <laughs> Just like, oh yeah, this is like the really serious. They're like right near the end. Uh, um, uh, uh, I promise it's good. <laughs> Yeah, so, like, they just defeated death and, like, destroyed the anchor, so, like... We're stronger than gods. We're stronger than gods, but we've just been thwarted by the Chocolatier Supreme, the whole man himself. <laughs> maybe, maybe, um, Bax Manor is the hairy man. Oh, no! <laughs> we lost a Willy Wonka! <laughs> Oh, I love this. Oh, I don't like this at all.